Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the imitation of Christ from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with Book 2, Chapter 12. The twelfth chapter, The Royal Road of the Holy Cross. To many, the saying, Deny thyself, take up thy cross, and follow me, seems hard, but it will be much harder to hear that final word, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire. Those who hear the word of the cross and follow it willingly now need not fear that they will hear of eternal damnation on the day of judgment. This sign of the cross will be in the heavens when the Lord comes to judge. Then all the servants of the cross, who during life made themselves one with the crucified, will draw near with great trust to Christ the Judge." Why then do you fear to take up the cross when through it you can win a kingdom? In the cross is salvation. In the cross is life. In the cross is protection from enemies. In the cross is infusion of heavenly sweetness. In the cross is strength of mind. In the cross is joy of spirit. In the cross is highest virtue. In the cross is perfect holiness. There is no salvation of soul nor hope of everlasting life but in the cross. Take up your cross, therefore, and follow Jesus, and you shall enter eternal life. He himself opens the way before you in carrying his cross, and upon it he died for you, that you too might take up your cross and long to die upon it. If you die with him, you shall also live with him, and if you share his suffering, you shall also share his glory. Behold, in the cross is everything, and upon your dying on the cross everything depends. There is no other way to life and to true inward peace than the way of the holy cross and daily mortification. Go where you will, seek what you will, you will not find a higher way, nor a less exalted but safer way, than the way of the Holy Cross. Arrange and order everything to suit your will and judgment, and still you will find that some suffering must always be borne, willingly or unwillingly, and thus you will always find the cross. Either you will experience bodily pain or you will undergo tribulation of spirit in your soul. At times you will be forsaken by God, at times troubled by those about you, and what is worse, you will often grow weary of yourself. You cannot escape. You cannot be relieved by any remedy or comfort, but must bear with it as long as God wills. For he wishes you to learn to bear trial without consolation, to submit yourself wholly to him, that you may become more humble through suffering. No one understands the passion of Christ so thoroughly or heartily as the man whose lot it is to suffer the like himself. The cross, therefore, is always ready. It awaits you everywhere. 
No matter where you may go, you cannot escape it. For wherever you go, you take yourself with you, and you shall always find yourself. Turn where you will, above, below, without, or within. You will find a cross in everything, and everywhere you must have patience if you would have peace within and merit an eternal crown. If you carry the cross willingly, it will carry and lead you to the desired goal, where indeed there shall be no more suffering, but here there shall be. If you carry it unwillingly, you create a burden for yourself and increase the load, though still you have to bear it. If you cast away one cross, you will find another, and perhaps a heavier one. Do you expect to escape what no mortal man can ever avoid? Which of the saints was without a cross or trial on this earth? Not even Jesus Christ, our Lord, whose every hour on earth knew the pain of his passion. It behooveth Christ to suffer and to rise again from the dead, and so enter into his glory. How is it that you look for another way than this? the royal way of the Holy Cross. The whole life of Christ was a cross and a martyrdom, and do you seek rest and enjoyment for yourself? You deceive yourself. You are mistaken if you seek anything but to suffer, for this mortal life is full of miseries and marked with crosses on all sides. Indeed, the more spiritual progress a person makes, so much heavier will he frequently find the cross, because as his love increases, the pain of his exile also increases. Yet such a man, though afflicted in many ways, is not without hope of consolation, because he knows that great reward is coming to him for bearing his cross. And when he carries it willingly, every pang of tribulation is changed into hope of solace from God. Besides, the more the flesh is distressed by affliction, so much the more is the spirit strengthened by inward grace. Not infrequently a man is so strengthened by his love of trials and hardship in his desire to conform to the cross of Christ that he does not wish to be without sorrow or pain, since he believes he will be the more acceptable to God if he is able to endure more and more grievous things for his sake. It is the grace of Christ, and not the virtue of man, which can and does bring it about that through fervor of spirit, frail flesh learns to love and to gain what it naturally hates and shuns. To carry the cross, to love the cross, to chastise the body, and bring it to subjection, to flee honors, to endure contempt gladly, to despise self and wish to be despised, to suffer any adversity and loss, to desire no prosperous days on earth. This is not man's way. If you rely upon yourself, you can do none of these things. But if you trust in the Lord, Strength will be given you from heaven, 
and the world and the flesh will be made subject to your word. You will not even fear your enemy, the devil, if you are armed with faith and signed with the cross of Christ. Set yourself then like a good and faithful servant of Christ to bear bravely the cross of your Lord, who out of love was crucified for you. Be ready to suffer many adversities and many kinds of trouble in this miserable life, for troublesome and miserable life will always be, no matter where you are, and so you will find it wherever you may hide. Thus it must be, and there is no way to evade the trials and sorrows of life but to bear them. Drink the chalice of the Lord with affection, if you wish to be his friend and to have part with him. Leave consolation to God. Let him do as most pleases him. On your part, be ready to bear sufferings and consider them the greatest consolation. For even though you alone were to undergo them all, the sufferings of this life are not worthy to be compared with the glory to come. When you shall have come to the point where suffering is sweet and acceptable for the sake of Christ, then consider yourself fortunate, for you have found paradise on earth. But as long as suffering irks you and you seek to escape, so long will you be unfortunately unfortunate, and the tribulation you seek to evade will follow you everywhere. If you put your mind to the things you ought to consider, that is, to suffering and death, you would soon be in a better state, and you would find peace. Although you have taken to the third heaven with Paul, you were not thereby insured against suffering. Jesus said, I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. To suffer, then, remains your lot, if you mean to love Jesus and serve him forever. If you were but worthy to suffer something for the name of Jesus, what great glory would be in store for you? What great joy to all the saints of God? What great edification to those about you? For all men praise patience, though there are few who wish to practice it. With good reason, then, ought you to be willing to suffer a little for Christ, since many suffer much more for the world. Realize that you must lead a dying life. The more a man dies to himself, the more he begins to live unto God. No man is fit to enjoy heaven unless he has resigned himself to suffer hardship for Christ. Nothing is more acceptable to God, nothing more helpful for you on this earth than to suffer willingly for Christ. If you had to make a choice, you ought to wish rather to suffer for Christ than to enjoy many consolations. For thus, you would be more like Christ and more like all the saints. Our merit and progress consist not in many pleasures and comforts, but rather in enduring great afflictions and sufferings. If indeed there were anything better or more useful for man's salvation than suffering, Christ would have shown it by word and example. But he clearly exhorts the disciples who follow him 
and all who wish to follow him, to carry the cross, saying, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. When, therefore, we have read and searched all that has been written, let this be the final conclusion, that through much suffering we must enter into the kingdom of God. Thomas Akempis admits that to hear the call to take up one's cross is daunting. It's not pleasant. It's not something we're happy to hear. But he tells us that being cast out into eternal damnation is far worse. This will only befall those who choose it, those who continue to reject God after every possible entreaty from him. God doesn't want to reject anyone. He wants to spend eternity with all of us. But if people continue to reject God, he will respect their free will and will let them live out, live with the consequences of their choices, which are horrible. Thomas reminds us that the cross is our key to the kingdom of God, so we shouldn't fear it. The cross is a part of our life after original sin. Throughout our lives, we will have opportunities to take up our cross. The saints came to accept their sufferings, and they even rejoiced that they could offer their sufferings to Christ for the sake of souls. They united with Christ in his offering on the cross. Jesus helps us to bear our cross. When our hearts are on fire with love for Jesus, the suffering is bearable. It's our way of showing Jesus that we love him. Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche, the Superior General of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new daily podcast entitled Venerable Casimir and Our Lady, which will be launching on October 21st, 2023. Venerable Kazmir Vyshinsky was a Marian father who lived in the 1700s. We are praying for a miracle so that he can be beatified. He helped to revive our congregation when we were at a low point because of the actions of his brother. He rewrote a Latin handbook by a Jesuit on the ten gospel virtues of Our Lady. He called it Morning Star so that lay people would be able to understand it to imitate Mary's virtues, and to grow in holiness. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Venerable Casimir and Our Lady on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I'm also happy to share with you that you can order a copy of Morning Star on shopmercy.org. That's shopmercy.org. Org. Simply search the phrase Morning Star on shopmercy.org and you can order a copy of the book today. Remember, every purchase supports the Marian priests and brothers at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy. Thank you and God bless you. I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org 
for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you.